And now, the Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes. What is up, everyone? It is another week of the Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name is Jack Leverance. I'm Jake. And I'm Zane. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is going to come to you a lot more cleanly because I just moved into a new apartment in Apple Valley. We got new internet. It's high speed. Has 5G in it. So I mean, what is that? I mean, that's like 4G on steroids, right? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, it's way in the hell a lot better than uh, Wisconsin internet. No. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Western Wisconsin Frontier .net internet. <laughs> Crappy um, caveman internet. Yeah, no kidding. So. It's always good to have that. Um, let's first start and talk about the Vikings. Wah, wah, wah. Matt Moore walked all over the fucking defense. I think Andy Reid is a quarterback whisperer. That's my theory. I think he can make any quarterback good. Um, but the or, funniest part... Yeah, wait, what were you going to say? I was going to say, or the Vikings The Vikings defense kryptonite is backup quarterbacks because... They they cannot play. They seemingly can't play well against backup quarterbacks. Chase McDaniel or or whatever his name is for Chicago. They played terrible, and now Matt Moore. It's just like they can't stop anybody. Like or they can't stop yeah. any backup quarterback. Yeah, and that is that was actually funny. Sure, I saw a stat something like backup quarterbacks this year have like twenty four wins this year in the NFL. Isn't that freaking crazy? Yeah, it's the year of backup quarterbacks. It really, really is. I mean, uh, wasn't Matt? The story of Matt Moore was awesome. Like he was literally coaching high school football this summer, wasn't even planning on playing, and now he's literally beating the Vikings at home in Arrowhead Stadium. So that's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Did he come out of retirement when Mahomes got hurt? No, he. Uh, was it the end uh, of the year? He got signed right before the season. Okay that mm-hmm. that story would have been a lot better. Like he was literally like coaching, and he got the call from Andy Reid, and he's like, "I'll be there." And like hangs like, up yeah. just full sprints, to like his, full sprints to like Arrowhead Stadium and throws on the pads. But um, <laughs> yeah, he he did a good number to the Vikings. And I mean, they, I mean, obviously, just because Mahomes is out doesn't mean there are other weapons like Kelsey Hill, uh, that running back who was seemingly slower than Hill. But what the biggest highlight from the game was the Kirk Cousins slide. For those of you who didn't tune in, uh, the Vikings, I think it was second down and seven or third down and seven. And Kirk was running up the middle of the field and slid like three yards short. And I mean, the screenshot you can see is very bad. He, he's about three yards short of the first down line, and there's not a defender within five yards of him. And it's yeah. hilarious because like in the beginning of the year, you saw Kirk diving left and right when he shouldn't have been. And now when like, you know we need a huge first down, he's going to pull up two or three feet short. You just can't do that. That's just kind of, you know, what Kirk Cousins has done his whole career. He's a, you know, he's a pretty good quarterback with an above average arm who just sometimes just isn't, his brain just isn't working right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he just doesn't have that edge to him, you know, like it's almost like every Vikings fan in Minnesota knew on that final drive that he was not going to go down the field. You know, he's just like, where was that pissed off Kirk that, you know, was taking all the criticism? Like, like, like the Vikings needed him on Sunday, not the guy who's going to slide five yards short of the first down when no one's even within, you know, close to it. True. Well, in, in Kirk's defense, I, at the end of the game, I blame the play calling. I think we did two runs and then like a really 
And I hit screen pass. Screen pass. Yeah, that was like four yards. And uh, I mean, that's bad play calling right away. You're not you're not playing to win the game. You're playing to be conservative. And um, yeah, so keep going, Jake. Well, yeah, I was gonna say like the, the that last drive was like bad. Like they didn't they didn't do any aggressive play calling. And on top of that, like uh, Delvin Cook somehow still scrapped up sixty yards somehow in a game where the were like especially Pat Elfline, the offensive lineman, was terrible. Like he was, I swear there was like two sacks that were caused by him getting pushed into Cousins because he couldn't stand his ground. It's not that a guy got around, but he was shoved back. You can't just run the ball when you realize it wasn't working all day. They should have did some like longer passes or some weird out or some out routes or something, and they just did stupid plays like we saw like they did in Chicago. Like, and Kirk still dumb. did have three touchdown passes. So, I mean, I'm not sure that we can even put too much of the blame on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that was a no. dumb play. It was sliding short like that. In fact, that was, that was so that was dumb. Finished. I could not even believe it. I just, like, shook my head. I was like, it's Kirk Cousins, isn't it? It's Kirk Cousins. Yeah. In terms of the scheme of the NFC North, I don't think that loss has really anything to do with the, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's something to definitely watch, but but also everyone else in the NFC North lost, or yeah, the NFC North lost on Sunday, so it really didn't set the Vikings back too bad, and I mean, it's not like they got blown out, so I, I mean, oh. a lot of Vikings fans are saying, oh, we're frauds, we're frauds, blah, blah, I mean, that didn't that game didn't set them back at all, so I really don't think it's too much to worry about. I think people are forgetting that Kansas City is a good team with or without Patrick Mahomes. Now, with Patrick Mahomes, they go from playoff contender to Super Bowl contender. But without them, they're still definitely a playoff contender. And when Matt Moore plays like that, Kansas City is actually a really, really good team. So yeah. I think losing only losing by three is way, way um, less worse of a loss than what the Packers just did to the Chargers, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's something to be fucking concerned about. The Chargers... Yeah, the team that's that that yeah. people are spitting around rumors like they're going to go to London or some shit now because L.A. fans are just so sick of the Chargers. I'd also be sick of the Rams with that cap space. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how how sick would it or not? I mean, like, how would that even work to have an NFL team in London? Right? Would you well, play, the, uh, play the first half of your schedule in the United States and kind of have like a home base there, and then spend the second half in London or what? I'm not sure. I, I think the Chargers owner came out just a few hours later and said that it was like it was just rumors. He definitely denied that those talks. Sure, were even it's, been, it's been talked about though for years. I feel like the Raiders are going there now. It's the Chargers are going there. I mean, and there's and there's more games there every year. It seems like it seems like every year we get at least one or two more London games, and yeah, they're a royal pain in the ass because they start at what seven eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, you know, on Sunday morning, people are either doing two things: a) they're hungover in bed and wanting to die, or b) they're at church. It's the most yeah. inconvenient time to have a football game. So yeah. that would to be, be honest, bad for viewers. And then sure. an away team has to travel there every week. Like that would just be preposterous. And to be honest, uh, Canada should get an NFL team before London does. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I would say. There's definitely, I feel like, some demand in a couple cities in Canada. It's not like hockey, but there's definitely a couple cities where I feel like it could sustain a an NFL team. Like Toronto, I think, could definitely sustain an NFL team. Maybe I think Vancouver. Vancouver, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, they should have a game. 
I don't know why they, they focus on a, on a freaking country overseas that's like takes 12 hours of travel there when you have a country to the north that you could ex- possibly expand into and they, they haven't even seemed like they haven't even researched or looked into it yeah i mean the mlb did a really good job with incorporating some canadian teams in the mix you know i don't see why the nfl couldn't at least try it one city at a time yeah i know they i don't know i just well, they, they're obsessed with london for some reason there's something going on over there i don't know yeah moving on Money. to to this weekend sunday night the minnesota vikings are against the dallas black cat cowboys I think the Dallas Cowboys are fucked after that happened. I mean, yeah. If I don't know, I don't know who the black cat affects. I think it affects both teams. The Giants already stink, so you know, they're, it's yeah. it's it's almost like they're just digging the grave even deeper with the cat. Yeah. But I think this is like the final straw for Dallas. Like first they lose to the Jets, um, and I mean they, they barely beat the Giants last night. I mean that was actually a good contest. It really shouldn't be if they want to call D- Dallas a Super Bowl contender. But I think the black cat just just buried the the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm not worried at all. What do you guys sure, think? I mean, the see, right now we're seeing like really really different Cowboys teams, right? We have the Cowboys that lose to Sam Darnold, who sees ghosts against the Patriots, and now we have these black jack, you know, these black cat, um, Gi- uh, holy shit, Dallas Cowboys, right? Who have actually won, you know, their last two games, and maybe the maybe the cat's good luck. That could be it. It could be like a reverse. Bad luck, good luck situation. Yeah. I don't know. Right? It, was the, it was the Cubs, right? That uh, the original Black Cat curse, right? Mm-hmm. In sports, so. right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure a cat walked right in the field, stared right at the Cubs manager, and walked away. And then you know, the rest is history. But it's just how the curses go. <laughs> Jake, what do you think? Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Sunday Night Football. Who do you got? I don't know. That's a th- I mean, I I I like how Dak Prescott plays actually a little bit, but I I think um, being that there, I I think there was just a couple issues that we saw in Kansas City, like some of the O line issues, and then some stupid penalties that kind of left points on the field. Um, you you fixed up a couple of those flaws. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins would have came away with a win on Sunday. So I I think I really think so. So I think you know he comes out playing even a little better than last past Sunday with some of the tweaks on the play calling. So as far as the Dallas game goes Sunday night, I think that um, Kirk Cousins, I think there was a few t- there was a few problems we saw in Sunday's game against Kansas City where there was some dumb penalties, some dumb play calling beyond Kirk Cousins, some O-line issues that if those get tweaked and get fixed, I think Kirk Cousins will come away um, uh, with a win on Sunday. But I think it comes down to the coaching because uh, one thing I think we forgot to hit on was at the end of the game against Kansas City, there was that terrible timeout from Mike Zimmer. At the end of the game, we had them beat. We had the blitz ready. They, they had to get up and set right away, and we called the timeout. That doesn't benefit us. That benefits Kansas City. That was so stupid. Like I remember, yeah, I remember Matt Moore literally chucking the ball on the ground, looking around, and then all of a sudden realizing the Vikings called the timeout, and he cracked a fucking smile. Yeah, that would have been a fumble or whatever. At clock management. Oh, my God. It's like there. you just tweaked some of those things, which I think they will. Sunday night, I, I like Dak Prescott. I like how he does play the game a little bit. But I think they're a better team. I think we figure it out. Hopefully, Dan Bailey doesn't miss an extra point because, oh, my gosh. Um, but if those get all – Dan Bailey's going back to Dallas, by the way. That's – okay, that's interesting. But Ooh, um, Dan Bailey revenge game. Dan Bailey revenge Ooh. game. But I, 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 I think – like, Yeah, <laughs> I think – yeah, I think um, Vikings. I think I think Kirk uh, takes it over Dak Prescott Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday 
Yeah, cool. I want to get your your uh, prediction as a non-biased fan. Who do you think takes it? It's at Dallas on Sunday night. As the official, oh yeah. So as the official third-party fan of of NFL, I'm of ten thousand takes. I'm going to predict the Vikings by six, and the reason I'm going to say this is because we've seen both teams be inconsistent, right? So we've seen the Cowboys lose to Sam Darnold and the Ghost Kissing Jets. Um, you know, mono ghosts, whatever the fuck is happening over there. We've also seen the Vikings have their rough their rough goes with the Bears losing the Bears sixteen six. I had still no idea how the hell that happens. How you even let the Bears put up 16 points? They had like one yard in the first half on Sunday. Wow. So, you know, both both teams have lost to a very bad team. But I think the Vikings, you know, obviously both teams are doing this, right? Like, it's, it's like the crazy graph. But I think the Vikings are more steady um, in that sense than the Dallas Cowboys. So my expert analysis says the Vikings by six, if I had to pick a bet. I got a quick hot take, Jake. I want you to tell me if you agree with me or not, okay? Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. The Minnesota Vikings are the best team in the NFL at home and the most average team on the road. I would agree on that. Yeah. I would agree. Yep, there you go. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. They, they, they seem like they look like they're this like Super Bowl caliber team at, at home, and then they look like a maybe a – uh, a first-round playoff losing team on the road, which... Yeah. All, all three of our losses, right? Um, Chicago, um, you know, our last loss. And what are our three losses right now? We Green lost Bay. Chicago. Chicago, Bay, Chicago and... and then, yeah, that's, so all road games we lost. Um, yeah. We dominated our home games. It's time It's time to start winning some road games, and it's time that's for why, Cousins yeah. to step up in prime time here. So, Skull Vikes. Yeah, that's right. why That's why Dallas would be a good game to get yeah. the wins. Mm-hmm. With that, Jake, while you're still rolling, let's hear about the Gophers, huh? Yeah, so, I mean, of course, the bye week this past weekend, and it's just creating more, like, more excitement. You know, these two weeks have just created more excitement going into this Saturday's game against Penn State, who are also 8-0. We're 8-0 for the first time since 1941. And Penn State, um, in just the newly released college playoff, Top twenty-five rankings. Penn State is in the playoff right now at number four, so they're they're playing for a lot right now to just to control their destiny as well as us. But they're they're a hell of a football team, and that's going to be a tough game. But I'm just this is like the biggest game in decades, and I'm just so damn excited. You know, this game goes beyond like my my time on earth. Like you know, so many people been waiting so many years, like 50, 60 years to to see a game like this. But I, I, as excited as I am for this game, I am really pissed off that. ESPN College Game Day decided to go down to Alabama and LSU. Like I've I've wrote like three articles about this, like on, on our website. Like, I'm just pissed off about it. It just drives me fucking crazy. Like I'm sorry to swear right now. If anybody doesn't want to see me swear it, whatever. I'm just pissed off. Like people keep telling, me, oh, it was the game. It's the game of the century. Number one and number two. It's fucking Alabama. Okay, they've been to Game Day at Alabama already 13 times. Game day has already been in like 40 or Alabama has already been in like 47 games that game day has been or like has been at like they've been appeared in 47 games that game day is featured in or whatever. It's like you've never been to Minnesota. This is like the first time we're like we have a record like this since 1941. I saw another stat that this is the first time that we're undefeated playing an undefeated team ranked in the top 15 since like 1903 or something like that. Like 
They, they say ESPN is full of shit because they say that they're for the best story of the week instead of the best game. Oh, what sounds like the better story? Oh, Minnesota. No, let's just fucking go down to Alabama where we've been to 50 other fucking times. Like, seriously, and people are like, well, it's the better game, but it's a better story. Okay. It might be. Blah, blah, blah. I have I'm an idea. Rattled. I have an idea. So if, if anyone ever asks anyone, any of you guys, if they ever ask me, if they ever ask any of our other writers, what makes 10,000 takes? What well, what makes you guys better? How do you deliver value to your readers? This is how. This is our opportunity. We are going to do a homemade show of College Game Day ourselves. What do you guys think about that? Yep. yep. I'm down. Minnesota, it. we're going to bring it to Minnesota. It's going to be yeah, low budget. Don't. It's yep. it's it's going to be great though. It's going to be so much better than the original thing. Either way, Minnesota deserves College Game Day. Doesn't do. I guess it doesn't quite matter who's delivering it, but they deserve a College Game Day. It is. So, be that's going to be us this weekend. It, it's going to be us. You know, just, college, be us. <laughs> college game day reminds me a lot of the Clinton Foundation, right? They're pretending yeah. to do all this good, but really they're just packing their pockets with a lot of money. Yep. Yeah, Disney, Disney <laughs> is the same way. They're just super dark behind yeah. the scenes. Exactly. And people are like, well, no, this makes sense. You're going for the money. Yeah, but I actually have maybe a little bit of hope that they were for maybe for the story and – didn't want to care about packing their pockets, but then now it's just like, oh, screw it. Fuck you guys. Well, like, we almost you guys got fucked totally over. Yeah, yeah, college game day has been to, what, South Dakota State. They've been to Iowa State. They've been to some of the shittier Midwest places. Yeah, they here. were just at Memphis, and people were saying – okay, first of all, people were saying that, no, it's the be- no, give me a break. It's the better game. They go to the better games. That's what they do. They went to SMU Memphis last week. Okay, because SMU's undefeated, which is great. Like, that's a game they should have went to. But there was a by far – if they were going by that standard of what they did this week for the Alabama game, they should have went to the Georgia-Florida game last week. Georgia and Florida both had one loss. Georgia was six in the country. Florida was eight in the country. It was essentially an elimination game from the playoff, an SEC school, old school, every Game day should have went there by that standard. But they didn't. They went to SMU in Memphis. They went to Memphis for the first time ever. And you can't just come to Minnesota the next week. You've never been here. We're ready for it. Like, I don't care if it's only a big story for us in this state. We – it, it's for Minnesota, and you go down to a damn place that, okay, great, uh, Alabama number one and two. That's going to be a great game. Don't get me wrong. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Number one, Alabama. Number two, LSU. Great. That's a great – but Alabama's always number one. They've been in They've been in the last four national championships, okay? You know they're going to be in the college football playoff. Give them their damn glory then. Give them their – I think they just love – you know, they love sucking on Nick Saban's left hit or whatever the hell it is in the SEC – and they just they love packing while that that while money. they're stomping on us. They do they do those yeah. two things simultaneously. <laughs> I just hope I just hope like that game's a I just hope that game's like a blowout like Alabama kills LSU and then we like this game's close and like the Gophers win and like an like a field goal and it would have been a much better game for game day to feature and um you know had better ratings or something like that because it's just that was that's just a joke it's just it, yeah. it, it's a joke I, it makes sense i guess when you look at it from a perspective yeah it's the best game it's one of the better games of the century but it's alabama lsu these teams are always good you've been to alabama so many times give minnesota give bring go to another unique place go to minnesota like pj flex say pick he said pick a week you know Pick a week. Go to Alabama, LSU, any time, any year, any week. You can do it. Like go oh, in February when they play each other. January when they play each other in the college football playoffs. December. Oh, seriously, and they will. They will too. Like they'll yeah. be there. Hey, so Jake, I, uh, what are your quick reactions to the PJ Fleck uh, signing? Is it seven or eight year contract? Seven, seven, seven year contract. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy we were going to USC. 
Yeah, because there's a lot of excuse me. Um, there's a lot of rumors uh, going around that he was, you know, in speculation to go to like Florida State and USC. Yeah, he was supposed to be the next big courted college coach, free agent type yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a, I think it's a good thing that they they went out of their way or the University of Minnesota did this to to try to retain him. I I'm still like have a back my head doubt that maybe this is a little too early. Like it's seven years and 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 we're eight no, but he's in his third season. We still need to play Penn State. Let's see how we do this. But I I think in general it's a good thing that we 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 racked him up so he doesn't leave. People always said I think there were a lot of people genuinely right when he was hired that said like he's gonna be gone in five years. Uh, he's gonna be gone in five years for sure because he's gonna get good here. My my biggest my biggest like um, you know argument against that was like he might not be here in five years because he'll be fired. Like I mean that's just that's how that's how I was. I might have a different perspective from that, but I always said like if he did really good here, he's gonna make this PJ land just like Nick Saban made uh, his own brand down in Alabama and Dabo Sweeney really made a brand down in Clemson. And for himself when they were nothing and he could have went somewhere else. I think that's what Fleck will do here. He loves it here. I think he's going to make this his own brand. Cause you go to some of those other schools that already have established brands, roll the boat isn't going to fit in as much. So I think he knows he can build his own culture here. And I think he's definitely going to stay here for the long haul. So I think it was a good contract could get uh, extension for him. So he doesn't. Yeah, I, mean, I, agree. I agree with you, but I also do think it is a little bit premature. I mean, eight and no, that's great. Yeah, but like, uh, like our good old friend Bubba always says, like, who have they played? No, I'm just kidding. But like, they haven't, they haven't played the best competition, yeah. yet, and they have three incredibly tough games coming up. Right? They got obviously Penn State. Um, they have Iowa and Wisconsin. Those are all going to be hard games. So I maybe if I would have waited till after the season because you know there is a yeah that you go you know one and four or you know one and three to end the season right with like Northwestern yeah. being your only win or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I guess I we'll. See. Right, yeah, well. I still, I well, one more thought on that. I, I'll yeah. still say, I, I'll still say, um, even if they did go like one and four to finish the season or whatever, I still think they would have given him a contract extension because they'll see them like they see him like, um, you know, they want to keep him. They still see him as a valuable asset. But I want to say just really quick before we move on, um, uh, going to just go for hockey really quick. They they uh, didn't win a game this weekend, but they still got two points because of the wacky overtime rules they have in Big Ten hockey. They tied at the end of regulation, um, against Notre Dame on Friday night. That's counted as a tie no matter what, but they still had the extra effort to score in second overtime and have all the celebration and stuff, and it's still marked as a tie, and we get one yeah. stupid bonus point. But why not just like why not just be like, all right, you guys can have the game and just like get off the ice and like save your energy? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. why, why not just like, what if someone gets hurt during that and it was only for like yeah. it was all for nothing? It's one point. Like that was so stupid. I mean, I, I take two points more than nothing because they got killed. The next night on Saturday night, five three, it was embarrassing. But still, I just think the Big Ten hockey just it makes it worse to watch. Like, I mean, it's just like it makes I, I already hate watching the when they went to the Big Ten from the WCHA. Now it's just like it's just so odd. But that's all I really have to say on that. That's all that really needs to be said on Gopher hockey right now. They're they're uh, I think they're they're three and four and one right now. And yeah, looking if you, down. If if you don't take anything away from this podcast, take away this. Remember that we are going to be. Delivering college game day ourselves on Saturday yes. to go for tailgate. Wrapping it up, yes. let's move on to the wild. 
this team stinks. Zane, I'm so excited to hear about what you have to say about them. Well, I'm so excited to talk about this team. This team that have just lost their last three games. This team that has just lost the four out of their last five games. This team who has nine points in their 15 games played, which is last in the NHL. Yeah, it's super exciting to talk about these guys. In fact, it's so exciting to talk about these guys that we're actually talking about them instead of watching them play right this second. Yep, that's right. They are playing right now at Anaheim, and we're not even watching because we don't care because they're going to lose. It's too late. <laughs> so, see, I, I mean, watch them go on a huge tear now, right? And uh, But, I mean, I've, I wrote my article earlier in the week. I've given up hope. I've, I've given up all hope. That Dallas Stars game last week where they had a 3-0 lead ended up giving up five third-period goals. That was so That's losing fucking bad. Period. I I'm I'm done. I don't care. Anymore. I mean, I, I have to care for the ten thousand takes. So I mean, but but like it's just depressing. You for... games. It's uh it's hard, man. So it's actually nice to have uh, this day off of watching brutal brutal games. So right now the first period is over. It's zero zero. So they're on the road. So zero zero after the first period, I guess, is good for the Wild. But given the fact that they only are probably going to score a goal or two this game, I'm guessing a three to one loss or something like that. That's a good take. I mean, but what about the, 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 the turnaround starts tonight, though. It starts tonight. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I, I, can't, I can't really play devil's advocate because I don't really have any. Um, it's it's hard to do that when, uh, yeah, like last week, I thought like when we went up 3 nothing over Dallas, I'm like thinking like, oh, my gosh. I think at this point we had one or last three or four games or whatever at that, going into that game or whatever. And I'm like. Oh my gosh, we can actually we might be turning this thing around. We're looking good at Dallas on the road, you know, and then for a note, I look at I, I I turned it away, turned off the TV, looked at my phone, it was four to three Dallas. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this team? This is this is this is bad. That this is just like laughable. Like I can't even be I can't even be sad at this point. I saw the best meme in the world that game, though, so I was happy that I got to see it. You know that like meme where like SpongeBob has those superpowers and he can run to the rock really quick? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like, hey, you want to watch me run with this rock again? You want to see yeah. me do it again? Oh, yeah. Like, it was Dallas scoring goals. Or like, you, yeah, like, yeah, no, it's like when the Minnesota Wild gave up a goal. Want to see me do it again? <laughs> yes. That's, that, that sums it up in a nutshell, like this whole year, though. Because, like, they do it so quick. They give up goals yeah. so quick. And, like, it's just. To have a dominant yeah. game, just like, like a dominant two periods and not show up to that third period. They're just like, um, they, lo- they lost in overtime to Nashville their last game. They showed up. They showed up for three periods. They played great for three periods, and then overtime hit. Horrible, horrible. Yeah, it's like their first extra game in, uh, that goes after sixty three periods, and you know they're gonna lose because they ne- they haven't been they have ever since they implemented three and three overtime in the NHL like in the last three years, the Wild have been so bad they have never been able to figure it out and it's just embarrassing. I saw it's, I think since uh, twenty sixteen or it might be twenty twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen they have the worst record in the NHL in overtime. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm almost glad that that's true because I feel like we deserve that fact. If someone had done had done worse in overtime, but we were the second worst, I'd feel a lot worse. <laughs> I like I like that we can own that fact because it's been so damn frustrating the last few years to watch them get into overtime and lose consistently. Mm-hmm. And even when they were a good team, even when they were a good team, I know they would it, lose. Even when they like two years ago when they had a solid team, oh, like stop, 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 stop. Anaheim. Just scored. Oh my gosh! And by Cancel, the time the this, Cancel the rundown. One zero ducks. That'll be one of like five goals tonight. Because by the time you listen to it, it will be over. And yep, it'll be over. 
They'll be done. Right. Let's stop talking about them because I think if we do, well, awesome. actually, I think we want Anaheim to score more goals so we can get a better draft pick. But anyways, yeah. uh, to the sake of time, let's close out with the Wolves. Uh, you guys have been following. Peter's our new blogger for the Wolves. He'll be covering everything content um, Wolves-related, so follow him. Um, follow our Wolves section on 10,000 Takes. But all we can say about the Wolves, they're 4-1 and one right now. They're hot. Pretty hot right now. Yeah, I saw them in the top 10 in many power rankings. So that was yeah. pretty cool. You don't see that from the Wolves too often. Wiggins, Wiggins, uh, he's hitting threes. Yeah. <laughs> the most notable event is that Carl uh, Anthony Towns has already gotten in a fight, and it was hilarious to watch. I'm not sure what the name of the guy was that put him in the headlock, but he was literally on the court. It was the best shot. He had him in. He had his neck, his arm around his neck, and Towns oh, starts uh, and choke, trying to yeah. choke out Towns. And the the yep. the inner nine year old WWE fan in me just went nuts i mean i was like this is we need more of this in basketball need more like, of this in the NBA. tapping out like i want to see like i want to see fucking james harden get rko out of nowhere like the playoffs yeah. this year i think that'd be great right yeah that was that was so fun to watch like, basketball, in my opinion i mean like it's just lacking a little physicality right so i mean Maybe let's start adding some MMA elements to it. Maybe make it a little bit more exciting. You know? Maybe maybe allow kicking. I think that would make it really interesting. Like <laughs> like like you like like you dribble into the lane and then you do like a pullback jumper. But instead, when your legs fly in the air, one of them flies at the other player and kicks him in the balls. I think that'd be I think that'd be incredible. Well, and and, and it's going to be safe because Joe Rogan for years has been advocating for them to do MMA on basketball courts. So I mean, if Joe Rogan sense. okay, I mean. It works out. It's okay. Joe Maybe. Rogan like works for the universe, so it. He does. Uh, he, he I think we're on. I think we're on. I think we're on track at least for that. <laughs> oh yeah. Totally but I, I want to make one correction. The the Timberwolves aren't aren't actually form on the form two. Ooh, close. They're still oh, hot. They, lost, they lose to the Bucks last yeah, night. They, lost, they got killed. Let's just say like they are looking better than I thought, but they in the two game in the two games that they played like in the. In the two games where they played really good opponents, because they've had a kind of soft schedule to start the year, they've been blown out, Philadelphia and Milwaukee. But still, they're four and two, and they're taking advantage of really, of, you know, not the greatest teams. And now they play Golden State tomorrow, who is just not Pretty good. It's up, weird yeah. to say. It's weird to say that. Um, but even major to just kill my buzz. Shit. I know. Going going back on the Bucks game, I mean, Giannis is insane you know he spent he spent the whole entire offseason working on threes the guy shoots threes now like never you know like i yeah. mean he could always shoot threes but now he's like even better at it are you talking, like, very, yeah. talking about Giannis? did you say yeah yeah did you see him airball back-to-back free throws though at the beginning of the season yeah absolutely yeah. hilarious it's pretty Two funny back airball free throws <laughs> Yeah. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It'll make your day if you don't like the Bucks. But I think everyone has to like the Bucks, you know, because like, what's not to root for when it comes to them? They're a bandwagon team now. They Especially are. Now Golden State is worse. That's just yeah, one, yeah. one more team out of the mix in their t- in you know, kind of yeah. their territory. Isn't it always fun too, though, to just cheer for a team that hasn't won in a long time? I mean, so as Minnesota fans, we feel that. So like, go Bucks. How it was for the National Washingtons? Uh, well, the Washington Nationals. <laughs> <they haven't won. laughs> Uh, they had never won anything before, you know, in um, their time in the MLB, and it was a lot of World Series. 
Jack, you being the Twins guy, um, do you have any interest in the Twins trying to go after? I saw Steven Strasburg opted out for free agency, starting pitchers. Man, bring the pitchers our way. I mean, that would be awesome. But you know, he's he's up here. Our current pitching is right here. I'm even fine if we go up to this level. Honestly, I'm just looking for some improvement. But Strasburg would be like a Christmas miracle. Depending sure, on whatever the full ads or whatever the owner's name is to open their fucking wallets and get oh. some, get, get a picture or two that's going to actually get this team some, some, some sustained playoff success. There we go. I'm just looking for one Cy Young winner on the team just to just to lead the charge. You know, that nice. When our last one was Johan Santana, right? Yeah. Yep. And we got swept in those playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we get swept in every playoffs. I mean, in every sport. every fucking sport. Yeah, it gets well, so think, damn frustrating. I think that's a good place to to finish the show. So, thank you guys for tuning in for another week of the Minnesota Rundown. You can follow us on our website www.10,000takesmn.com. We have all of our different categories, discussion boards. Uh, if, if you're on our social media, as you haven't seen the website, the website's pretty cool. We we post some really good stuff there. So make sure you check it out. We're on Instagram at 10,000 Takes, Twitter at 10,000 Takes MN, and Facebook at 10,000 Takes. You can also listen to this podcast on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. So make sure you go check out all that stuff. All the links to everything we just described are going to be in the description. And uh, we're going to see you next Wednesday. So take care, everyone. Peace. Peace out.